This week on Best Friend Energy. I was sitting in her rocking chair and I was like, Lila, let's, you know, let's start reading our books. We're going to start reading different books and it's time to get ready for bed. She turned to me and she was like, mommy, I can't. I'm organizing right Ooh. now. I'm organizing. And I was like, you're, you're like, too and you're organizing. Yes, she is. And it's like, what are you going to argue with that? I know. I was like, you take your time. You, you. <laughs> but first, a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Clea. And I'm Joanna. And welcome to Best Friend Energy. We talk about it all here, from organizing our lives to everything going on in our lives that honestly can't even be organized. We are best friends. Yes, right, we Joanna? are. Let's yeah. confirm that. I mean, today we are, for today sure. Today we are, for yeah. sure. We are best friends, and we invite our best friends on the show. We become best friends with our guests, even if they're not our best friends to begin with. And uh, we're just going to keep that best friend energy going throughout the episode. We release two episodes every week, Tuesday, which is today's episode. It's us sitting down with a friend, older new to chat. And then on Thursdays, it's just us and our team. Um, sometimes it's just the two of us, but we love to bring our team on as our fellow correspondents. Yes. They all have different correspondence titles. Yes. Um, we have our Kenna, our social media correspondent. Right. We have Sumner, our gen, no, millennial correspondent. No, and I also call her the Coquito correspondent. And the Coca-Cola correspondent. That's right. She's a lot. And on Thursday, um, again, it's just us, sometimes us with our team, talking about whatever's going on and getting you involved too. We'll be talking about Valentine's Day, Galentine's Day, whatever you want to call it, um, and why it is or isn't for us, our favorite gifts we've ever given or received, um, and all that. So you don't want to miss out on that convo. That's going to be on Thursday. But first, in today's uh, driving Miss Joanna Teplin, um, Joanna, uh, once again, actually, number one, she did p start to pull into the wrong building again. I did. Driving to Sony. Well, again, every night before we go, we have to record a podcast, I text Clea, will you still have me? Because every time we come, I either get lost or... I almost take, get into take an accident. The wrong exit. I sometimes miss exits. Yes. It's it's always a time. So I want to make sure that it's a it's an amicable, like two-sided relationship. Yes, it is a two-sided relationship. I did accept her hand. And um, but as we drove here, number one, she started to pull into the wrong building. And I'd say, Joanna. <laughs> and she was like, What? And I was like, does this building even look remotely the same as Sony? <laughs> no, it does not. And all of a sudden, I look up. We're in a museum parking lot. We are at the Frist Museum. Yeah, we are. Um, there's like a security guard like asking for our ticket, basically. And I was like, Joanna, we are at the Frist. And she was like, well, what do we do? And I was like, well, we're not going to the <laughs> no, museum. No, I, I knew we weren't going, but I was. I wondered if we could get through or if I needed to turn around. Again, Waze was on its own other thing. And I, I need to listen to somebody with driving. Okay, but Waze... She's not always truthful. But she needs to be. She, but she isn't. rely on her. So then we finally got out of the Frist parking lot. It was a whole situation. Um, and you know what? It still is. I'd rather have Joanna drive than me drive. That's the beauty of That's this. That's how bad it is. <laughs> That's how bad it is that Clea, who normally would be like, oh my God, I can't believe you missed a turn. She so badly does not want to drive that she doesn't even, she's not even judgmental nope. or critical at all. She's just like, Joanna, I think you might have missed. Joanna, I think I think it's possible that you might have missed that. I turn. mean, it is the most loving, kind way. That's how much she does not want to drive here. I, I don't want to drive downtown. 
I don't I like know. it. I told you we're going to get a corporate apartment yes. across the street. And so we never have to drive down here. I'm literally going to live at like the Hilton Garden Inn across the street Please. just so that I never have to drive downtown. It's not great. I, it is the most stressful thing. I know. I oh. know. And we have to do it twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> I Good know. thing we love to do this. It's really hard. I um, One of my favorite restaurants is downtown. And I asked Joanna if she wanted to go with me. When she heard the address, she just said flat out no. I was like, it's a no for me. She already has to drive downtown and she's not. Yeah, I was absolutely, unless, unless I'm being paid, I'm not coming downtown. Yeah, she's not coming downtown. Today on the show, we have Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt. Eee! is right. She is American royalty, an author, a wife, a mother, and she's here to chat with us and tell you about her new book. We haven't seen Katherine since we filmed with her for season two of Get Organized. I know. And you know what my number one question is going to be? Uh, what does the garage look like? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. She, if she, she should expect that. But I know Catherine, and I know it's probably exactly the same as when we left she it. She probably didn't let anyone touch it. Um, also, stick around. At the end of the show, we are going to be doing a Notorious BFE starring Courtney Cox and Laura Dern. Their friendship is kind of everything. It's so cute. I mean, we have big shoes to fill. I would like to be invited into that clan. Yeah, well, we can try. Yeah. We can't wait to talk to Catherine. So more with her after this break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay, today on Best Friend Energy, we are so lucky to be joined by Katherine Schwarzenegger. Pratt. Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt. I was getting to that. I was oh. giving her her moment. Okay. Right. I was giving her her lead up. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's she's totally fair. She's our friend. She's an amazing mother, a wife, a daughter, and she's an author. She has everything going on for her. I don't even know what you're doing with us. I don't I don't know Seriously, how. Seriously, you, you have better things to do with your time than me on this show. But, but thank you for thank taking you. the time. Yeah, just get, I just have to get right back to organizing my garage that my husband's already messed up. Okay, this was going to be our number one question, and then we can actually just sign off and you can have your time back. How is your garage? I mean, my garage is flawless, and then right when he comes back home, it is chaos you know needs some tlc again what is chris doing is it the camping no it's the it's the drawers the oh, little drawers okay he was so excited that you guys decided to encourage him and have these little knickknack drawers and then they just become more and more full he's adding as the days go on with just random things that when i see i just you know toss them right and uh, he likes to keep them. He's a so collector that's... of knickknacks. So for anyone that does not know, Catherine and Chris um, were on season two of Get Organized and we organized their garage. Yes. And this was something that I think Chris needed the most of because he likes to collect like, things that I don't even recognize, like screws and bolts <laughs> and like weird nails and like all sorts of things. And we did our best mm -hmm. to figure out what they all were. Catherine's section was actually already very organized. Of course it was. Yeah. Of course it was. No, I just need to set the, set the picture and the record straight for Catherine's integrity. Yes. Her side was very organized already. Yes. And Chris was just like, he's a, he was a wild man. He had, he had all sorts of things going on. And we didn't yeah. know what any of the things were. It's all things that we don't know how to do. Like it's hacksaw. Tools, I still don't know what they are. Camping. <laughs> yeah. Like what is all that? I don't even know. I mean, 
there's camping stuff. There were, you know, there was a baseball bat that was like signed. There was one of those electronic mosquito things. Oh, that's right. The most random collection of just things. And I think because I really truly just tried to do everything by your guys' book, I'm like, (laughs) we don't need this. We can donate this. We can get rid of it. And he's like, no, no, no. If you change the battery on this or, you know, spend an hour with making sure that this is fixed, we can bring it back to life. I'm like, why? why? We yeah. don't need it. Like, why would you want to bring like whatever these things, a hacksaw or whatever it is, why would you want to bring it back to life? If it doesn't work. Chris, it's a system. Right. He's listening. I know. <laughs> yeah. Chris Chris isn't listening. He's no. in the garage. No, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> tinkering. He's in the garage still. <laughs> yeah. He's tinkering. So when we um, organized uh, the garage items, I think we had like 16 bins for Chris labeled outdoors. How, has has he convinced you to be an outdoorsy person with him yet? No, my outdoors, like I like to go outdoors. I'm in Los Angeles. I love to go on hikes, be outdoors. You know, I love being around animals, but then I like to come back home. I like the shower, being um, in some walls and like a proper home and (laughs) not like in a tent. But you know what? He loves that. And that's, I'm so happy that he loves that so much and that he feels like that's such a great activity for him to do. Right. Without you. For him to do. (laughs) That's right. For him to do. And that's real love is letting someone do something that they love without you. I have to tell you something. I have to tell you both something because I just realized it. This weekend, my husband is going camping with my son for Boy Scouts. But I didn't even tell you this, Joanna. You know what they're doing? They're cave camping. What does that mean? Camping in a cave. No. And so all of a sudden it like... 9 p.m. or whatever, like the Cub Scout leader people just like flip the switch off for like the lights and then the whole cave is in darkness. Wait, no. Yes. You know you know who lives in the, ba- the bears? bears? Bears. Yeah. I know. They yeah. literally hibernate in caves in the winter. Well, they're, I hope they're cuddly. <laughs> I hope they want to cuddle. Wait. Because, I, no, I, I know. know. It's this insane. needs to get like certified. It feels unsafe. Yes. It does feel unsafe. So the first thing they have to, so I, I'm nervous about this. I, I hadn't actually uh, thought about it until right now. Yeah. They have to get <laughs> knee pads to crawl into the cave. Oh my God. So you're claustrophobic. Yes. Skinning your knees and worrying about bears. Yes. And where do you go to the bathroom? No. <gasps> in the cave. What if you wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom? <gasps> It I sounds know. terrible. It's yeah. okay. I'm not yeah, going. See, I don't like this is not for me. No, it's not for me. And it's not even for me to think about because now I'm stressed. But anyway, <laughs> oh my God. I know. You know, I saw a bear on a recent trip in Tennessee. I know that. Yeah. The, we have bears. I know. Well, you know what? You, I, let's just hope they come back. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't love this for I anybody. I don't love this for okay, anyone. But either. we love it for Chris because he's very happy in the woods. But you know who's not yeah, Chris? He loves. My husband. <laughs> John is not, he's not like an outdoorsy person by any stretch no, of the imagination. Not. No. So I don't know. Like if Chris isn't busy and you could send him to Tennessee Listen. to marshal this along. I mean, yeah, I honestly like nothing would bring him more joy than to go cave camping. He does (laughs) Boy Scouts with my stepson and it's just like Chris did it with his dad. So he does it now with my stepson and they have such a nice time and it's so great. And I just love that. Like it's great bonding time and it's nice for them to do it. And And you know where you can bond at a hotel. Yes, exactly. With my girls. And then (laughs) we're good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. So speaking of being a mom and speaking of girls, um, we are all about powerful female voices, obviously. And I can't think of anyone more incredible than your mother, Maria Schreiber. We we love your mother so much. Deeply. Can you tell us just because I would like it for myself? What is what do you think is one of the best pieces of advice she's ever given you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I literally call her for advice every single day, multiple times a day, like this morning. 
morning. I've already talked to her three times today. Would and she be offended if, but... <laughs> if I did that for, as I know. well? Like, I'm like, is she available? I call her also three times a day. I know. I told her I was coming on here and talk to you. And she was like, oh my gosh, have so much fun. That is exciting. <laughs> have so much fun. I was like, yes, mom, it is. Um, I mean, I think since becoming a mom, I literally ask her for advice on absolutely everything. I feel like she is always telling me, even when I have moments of being overwhelmed by anything in life, she always just reminds me to be gentle with yourself and have fun. And I feel like that's one of the things that's actually my New Year's resolution this year is to just be more present and have more fun. And she, when I always reflect, you know, on motherhood and and her as a mom growing up and also still today, now being a mom myself, I know how much work and energy and effort comes into doing just like the smallest little things that as a kid, you never even realized takes up so much time for a parent. And my mom always did everything and she made it seem like she was having the most fun doing everything. Like I don't reflect on my childhood and have any moments where I'm like, oh, my mom seemed like she was really overwhelmed or stressed out or, you know, upset or whatever. She just seemed like she was having the most fun as a mom and with all of us kids and with my dad. And I I feel like that's an amazing piece of advice is just to always bring yourself back to having more fun as a parent and just as a woman in life in general, just try to find those fun moments. I that, love that. That feels right for her. It I, does. We've we've only spoken to your mom a couple of times and I do feel like she's filled with so much joy and positive energy that it's almost yeah. contagious. Yeah, it is. But I need to bring some fun back. I, I am the most not fun mom. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Like I have I have a long way to go. I actually think, okay, so I think you're fun. Oh. But not as a mom. <laughs> no. Not <but> as a mom. <laughs> but not as a mom. She's close. she's a I think Joanna is so much fun, but as a mother, zero. You and know what my daughter said? That you're not fun. No, she said we ended up showing our house to sell, like uh, just as a last minute thing. We didn't know we were gonna have to get ready for it. I told the kids like that morning, everyone like snapped to it and like was very much a part of it, making beds, putting things away. I, I've never seen them jump to it in the in the way that they can. And Marlo said, you know what's true? The family that organizes together, like this is our family bonding. Oh, I know. That's nice. But, th- but that's... That's th- as fun as you get. Yeah. Yeah. The fun... The, as fun as Joanna gets is a family bond. Yeah, because we're stressed <laughs> getting ready to show our house. I, <laughs> I could tell you things, Catherine, that you wouldn't even believe. Like, Joanna is so not fun. She's fun to me. She's fun for me. The three of us would have fun. Yeah. These kids... Yeah. That Joanna doesn't even attempt. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. Your father is the fun one. And I am yeah. the practical person. I just have to say that I... I mean, I kind of relate to this because I, the other night I was putting my, my daughter, Lila is two years old. She's almost two and a half. And she, she was in her closet and I was trying to get her ready for bed. And I was just putting some things away. And then I was sitting in her rocking chair and I was like, Lila, let's, you know, let's start reading our books. We're going to start reading different books and it's time to get ready for bed. She turned to me and she was like, mommy, I can't. I'm organizing right Ooh. now. I'm organizing. And I was like, you're two and you're organizing. Yes, she is. And it's like, what are you going to argue with that? I know. I was like, you take your time. You do you. <laughs> yeah. And she starts like organizing or she'll now pick things out. And she'll be like, this color matches this. And my sister, Christina, will watch her do it. And she'll be like, wow, look what you've done. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yes. I, know. I love it. She'll like clean things. I'm like, this is, 
this is a fun age where they're just going to start mimicking or just completely go against everything that you're doing or start mimicking it. So I'm going to just lean into this. I feel like Marlo is more of a mimicker than mm-hmm. Stella. Mm-hmm, maybe. Like Stella, will, the closest I'll get is she'll be like, this is bothering me that it's not lined up or like this, the color c- coordination, it's bothering me. And I'm like, if it's bothering you, you know what you could do? You could actually fix it yourself. <laughs> you could actually use your hands right and idea. fix it. Yeah. I feel like so... I don't know, somehow like Marlo got hooked on to the organizing train. I started her earlier. Maybe that's right. She grew up in this business. She grew up in this business. <laughs> Stella still will say that she wants to like run the home edit when she's older. And I'm like, Does she who's, know? who's gonna tell her we sold? Yeah, I'm like, uh, if Stella, if you're listening to this podcast, we don't own it anymore. I, sometimes I drop it in. I don't wanna like be a dream crusher, but I'm like, who's gonna tell her she has to, <laughs> She has to get one. She, yeah. she has to apply. Yeah, you, you know? have to apply. Yeah. It's not a generational business. Also, she has to get good at this. Yeah, right. So sorry. Right. Sorry, okay, sister. Back to Maria, though, your mom. I, I'm going to really take this advice. I'm going to really take this to heart because this is really important. We're I, just so jealous that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing hits our moms. We love no, you, we Roberta. Love you, we love our you, Sari. Yes, Sari. Roberta, yeah. the best. Love, love, love. Maria, if you're accepting applications, though, let us know. <laughs> right. Um, no, but really, this is this is actually great advice. And I think something I should really focus on and just having fun and living in the moment a little bit more. I'm not going to change 100%. I am who I am, but a little yeah. bit more. So I'm actually curious. My mother changed so much as a grandmother. Do you mm-hmm. feel, I mean, your mom obviously raised a whole gaggle of children, but do you feel like as a grandmother, she's become any different? I mean, I definitely see a totally different side of her. And it's definitely the side that I remember her being when we were younger, like when we were little kids. She always talks about that being the most fun time when your kids are little, you're playing with them, you're doing things for the first time. It's really exciting and it's really fun. And she's always like, it's really fun as you get older and your relationships are, you know, they change and evolve as you get older with, you know, adult children. And that's like a whole new and different thing. But she just has so much fun with my daughters. Like my daughter, Lila, now, since she's talking a lot, she tells stories. She like gets really excited by certain things. And my mom's amazing with Eloise too, but she's eight months. So she just, you know, is like observing everything. (laughs) But with, with Lila now, she'll go they do their own thing. Like, it's kind of like I'm an outsider now and they very, they're very clicky. Like the two of them, they'll go, they'll go upstairs. Oh. They go into my mom's bathroom, into her vanity. And she, Lila will come out with like a full face of makeup. Like, just tons of makeup on. And my mom saved, you guys would just think this is insane, but she saved pretty much everything from my childhood. Like she saved my Fisher Price vanity that has a light up mirror. She saved all of our clothes, books, artwork, just like tons and tons of stuff. And she really used, when I was pregnant with Lila, she used that opportunity as being like, let me go through all of my storage units. And so she pulled all these things out and now Lila's getting to an age where she can really enjoy them and use them. And so to see them together and just to see how much fun my mom has as a grandparent. Now she they go on walks together. They, you know, go play games together. They have little tea parties together. It's such a cute and amazing thing to just watch and to see also what a kick Lila gets out of my mom. Like 
they just howl with laughter constantly. So it's really special. That is so cute. I'm just like smiling from ear to ear thinking about it. I'm smiling, I know, so much. I can picture the whole thing. It is so cute because when we're two and a half, like we don't have the, we don't understand what our parents are doing with us and playing with us and tea parties and all that. Like we have no memory of that. Mm -hmm. So to watch your parent interact that way oh, is so cute. I know my mother, she like turned to mush yeah. with my kids. And I'm like, yeah. excuse me, Roberta, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. where where was this? Where was this in when I was growing up? Like totally. all of a sudden the kids can do anything they want. No, it's wild. I had like one doll and like seven wooden blocks. And then it, it, she was like, she was like, learn to read <laughs> and, early. And no sugar. And no sugar. We were like what, Amish. What, what was what was the one cereal that you would have sometimes? Oh, puffed corn, not to be confused with oh. corn pops. No, no, no. This was from like Air, oh, okay. Air One Market, right? From LA, like puffed corn. On my birthday, I got carob covered raisins and like a fruit leather, but like I couldn't oh, normally, no. yeah, no, it was like pressed fruit. That's it. And all of a sudden my kids are like, I walk in the kitchen, they're like making cupcakes, brownies. I'm like, what in I the, know. where? what did my mother, where, I know. what did you do with her? They both were, they both are great moms. They both listen to this podcast. They're I know. Excellent moms. Oh, my mom was, but again, I'm not even complaining <laughs> about no, my no. childhood. I thought, look, I turned out great. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, what happened to oh, my mother no. in the process of having grandchildren? She's become like, it's totally different. Yeah. Like they'll talk about it being totally different too. Like, I can't my mom wait to be, be a like, grandparent. Oh, they admit it. No, 100%. I think I'm going yeah. to be excellent. You think you're going to excel. I, I do. <laughs> you're going to be fun. You're going to be a fun grandparent. She's saving up her fun I tokens. really am. Like it's coming, yeah. it's coming back, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I think, you know what? I think that there is an aspect of that. Like as a parent, you're so busy parenting. Yes. That sometimes it's hard to like do the fun stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I will say, and Joanna knows this, so my daughter is 11 and I am obsessed with being popular. And <laughs> so, like, like obsessed, obsessed. Catherine. like I cannot have a child come over to my house and be like, that wasn't the best time of my life. So I am like, who wants sweets? Like who wants, like, who, oh. it's, it's, it's insane. Crazy. I'm like, do you want, do you guys want to go shopping? Do you, <laughs> no, it is, it is no, wild. She's insane. I am, it, who wants to go to Sephora? No, I am like, it is so crazy. John will look at me and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to earn their love. What are you talking about? No, I know. My, when my kids go to the, her house, they like cannot wait because it's like the pantry's full of everything because her kids don't even eat the stuff. She, they, my kids don't even care about it. So it's really there for other people's kids to for and for them to like me specifically. It's it's insane. It's an the insane quality. Full of, like every treat imaginable. Every ice cream. Yeah. It's, it's an insane quality, but at least I know it about myself. You do know it. All right. We're going to be right back with more from Catherine and we're going to talk about her new book on the other side of this ad break. Okay, we're back with Catherine. All right, let's talk about being an author. A fun <laughs> a fun mom yeah. and an author. A fun mom, a cool mom, a cool and an mom, author. <laughs> a cool mom. That's that's what I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so author to author, which is crazy because I don't know about you, but Joanne and I never thought we would be authors and it's like never yeah. came up in our bingo card and then all of a sudden we were like writing books and now it's like, well, that's in our bio. So did you yeah. know that you always wanted to write? I didn't know I always wanted to write. I always found, especially looking back, like I always was journaling. I always had journals when I was little. Even when I was in elementary school, I had journals with my other girlfriends and we would take turns writing like the drama of second grade in my <laughs> in my little journal. And so I always have enjoyed writing. It, when I was in high school, 
Um, that was kind of like my favorite part of school was being able to write. And it was something that I felt like I was actually good at because, you know, science was not my not favorite happening. subject. Yeah. So, yeah. So I always like, I liked writing. And then as I had gotten older, I found that writing was really therapeutic for me to be able to like write about experiences and different moments in life. And I journaled a lot in high school and I look back on it and it makes me so nervous. Like, I'm like, where are all those journals? And if somebody gets a hold of <laughs> oh. them, it's going to be <laughs> some dark times. <laughs> Your mom, I'm because sure, kept I'm just, them. My mom definitely kept them. And I feel like I know exactly where they are. I have to go and get them all. But I have always kind of felt like it was a therapeutic process. And that's really how my first book came to be. Because I never, I also never thought that I would be writing books. I also thought that it was something that my mom did. And so mm -hmm. since she writes books as well, that I was kind of like, oh, well, my mom's doing that. It, you know, maybe I shouldn't do the same thing. And, um, and it ended up being that I became so passionate about my, the first book that I wrote was about body image. And I became so passionate about it that I wrote a proposal. I took it around to a bunch of different publishing houses and then made a book out of it. And I was like, this is really exciting, but I did it really about you know, it came from me being super passionate and like fired up about talking about a subject that I really wanted to spread awareness about. It still stands true with what I do now. Like even this children's book is like, for right. me, it's all about sisterhood. And I, as you see with the two of you, like you can have sisterhood with anybody in that sister bond that I want to talk about it and spread awareness about it. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Going from um, books that are definitely more about, you know, life and growing up and, and body image serious. and femininity. <laughs> right. <laughs> serious things. How did you transition to a children's book author? Well, my last book was about forgiveness, and that's very serious. Yes, like, I would very, say that, that was a serious <laughs> very intense. topic. Yes. Um, and so I knew that I wanted the next thing that uh, I did to be different, and I didn't really know what it was. And when I had... Lila, my first daughter, I, it was weird because I think when people say to me like, oh, what is something that surprised you about motherhood? I think for me, the most surprising thing about motherhood, and I don't know if it's because my mom saved all of these, you know, books or different things from my childhood, but it's really, it's been how much I reflect and miss my own childhood. Like as a, as a parent myself, like I'll, I'll be reading books that I have memories of my parents reading to Christina, my sister and I, and I'll read them to my daughters or I'll see an outfit and I'll think of when I wore it and the pictures that came along with that or the home videos. And so I just found myself reading all of these books with Lila and so many of my memories are shared with my sister because we're a year apart and we did everything together and we still do everything together. But I wanted to write a book just to kind of have something as a tribute to the closeness of our relationship and the bond and that growing up, she's younger than me, but she did everything first. Like I was much more shy and reserved as the oldest and she was much more bold and confident and she did everything first. Like I wouldn't do anything until Christina had done it. And so I wanted to write a book about that kind of dynamic and that sister relationship. And um, I wrote it before I had my second daughter. And so I was like, oh, I hope maybe one day I'll have another daughter and she'll have a sister. And then there she came, Eloise, and now I have two girls and coming out with a book about sisterhood is like this so is amazing. Exciting. I love that. I wonder yeah. if they'll have a similar relationship as you and Christina. 
when you see them interact together, because they're the same age difference as Christina and I, and you see them act like the way that they behave already together is so similar to the home movies of Christina and I when we were that age. And like, I'll squeeze her. Like my parents always talk about how I squeezed Christina so hard. Like I was choking her and Lila does the exact same thing to Eloise. So I don't know (laughs) if it's just like how kids are, but it's wild to see them doing the exact same things that Christina and I did. Was there a part of you that really hoped you would have two girls to like mimic the sisterhood relationship that you have? Yeah, I mean, I remember Christina actually just recently told me that she's like, I'll never forget when (laughs) Chris texted us and said, because I I didn't find out, we didn't find out if I was having a boy or a girl. And so when she was born, we, you know, we FaceTimed and then texted my family and we were like, it's a girl. And (laughs) Christina was like, I just thought instantly, oh my gosh, she's doing a full repeat of of the two of us. And it's going to be, I mean, fasten your seatbelts for that one. Because there's, you know, with two girls that close in age, it's like their high school can be so dramatic and you're, you know, having different experiences and you want to have your own thing and the other one wants to do their own thing. And Christina was like... (laughs) Good luck. <laughs> no, like, look, I mean, we, we love a reboot. I yeah. mean, I think that I know. It's, it's great that you got to kind of relive that and have that. I think that once you have a girl the first time, I think actually your first child anyway, you assume that you're either a boy mom or a girl mom based on mm-hmm. your first child. I yeah. My daughter came first, so I was like, shocked when I had a boy. I was like, that's yeah. that's not even possible. I, I didn't even have, I didn't even have a daughter first, but when I found out I was pregnant with Miles, I was... I was like, there's no way I could have a boy. Well, you know what, though? But you have a sister. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're from girls. I, but I was just like, it's, it's... It's not possible. No, I was like, my body can't produce that. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was just like, <laughs> it's an impossibility. It's an impossibility. Yeah. I know. I I was shocked. But then it's like, you, fi- you find out that boys are also just the oh. best and they have their own... Re- like, I only have a brother. So I was used to that boy-girl dynamic. Um, yeah. And... But it's, it is so interesting. I think that we do try and, like, somehow repeat the life that we had as Definitely. as kids. Like we we just picture it yeah, that way. Right. That's all you know. That's yeah. all that's all you know. Um I mean I so so Goodnight Sister is as much about you and Christina or you and your sister than it is, that it is just Eloise and Lila. It's both. Yeah. I mean I lit I literally wrote the book and I didn't even I wasn't even pregnant with Eloise yet. So I right. didn't even like know that that was something. And then I also feel like part of me is kind of like because I have a sister that is also so present in their life. I'm like, I wonder if she'll be able to offer advice to whichever one she sees herself in <laughs> when they when they fight, when they're older, when they argue when they're teenagers about like silly things. If we're going to kind of, the two of us as sisters, help the two of them as sisters in their dynamic. Because my mom, you know, my mom has four brothers. So she didn't, she found her sister relationship with her cousins, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, this book is called Goodnight Sister, but it's really just celebrating any relationship from childhood or just as you get older that you have that you feel like you can turn to someone when you feel scared or when you need to feel brave and um, and feel that connection and that bond with that person. And so it's really celebrating that relationship and what a blessing it is to have someone like that in your life. I love that. I've always wanted a sister. And it's true. Like I found that with my cousin. Uh, Joanna was new to find out that I have a cousin, Rebecca. Um, it's been, yeah. she, we, we brought her up on this podcast many a time because <laughs> yeah. Joanna all of a sudden was like, I'm sorry, I don't know cousin Rebecca. No, and I'm I, like, I was furious. I'm like, because I oh. also have a cousin, Rebecca, and we had already, Clea knew that. She had never said, as hey, though, I, as though I had to clear it yeah. with Joanna. You that just should I have been also, like, oh, I have a cousin, Rebecca. 
All right, we don't need to relive this. But I'm just saying, cousin Rebecca was like my <laughs> sister yeah. growing up. Um, okay, so I'm I'm curious. You recorded the audiobook for Goodnight Sister. Mm-hmm. Now, Joanne and I recorded the audiobook for our first book, and that was the last time we ever recorded an audiobook because it ended in tears. It <laughs> ended, a lot, of, a lot of tears. It ended horribly. Yeah. Um, did you? How was it recording this audiobook? And was it absolutely painful, or was it fun? It was fun doing this one. The you know the ones I've done in the past were much more. Was yours awful? Because ours was awful. <laughs> Yeah. Ours was uh, like the most painful. Joanna actually ended up in the corner crying. I did. Well, I got kicked out. Joanna got fired from the audiobook. Because she got fired from the audiobook recording. I did. I got fired. And then they brought me back because they needed a second voice after I got fired. (laughs) Joanna spent the day being fired and crying. Yeah. And quietly crying. I actually wasn't even that upset to be quietly crying in the corner because it was better than recording. It was better than recording. It was awful. Yeah. Cleo was jealous. I mean, it's definitely like an awkward thing. But I feel like because I'm reading so many books now as a mom that I like, to me, it just felt like something else. I was like like another evening reading some books. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Do your yeah. kids, do your kids love, I mean, I guess Eloise is too young, but does Lila like love, does she know that this is a book that you wrote? Like, can she tell? I actually haven't she- even read it to her. She, oh, I wrote another on. children's, I know, I wrote another children's book a couple years ago that's about my dog Maverick. And uh, she found that book recently and she's fascinated by the fact that the dog that is drawn in the illustrations in the book looks exactly like my dog Maverick. So I think she's kind of like, how is this happening? Like, how is this possible that Maverick is in the book and that he's also sitting like next to it's so that's cute to watch, but I haven't, I just got these like final copies Mm. of this book in real life. So I haven't sat down to read it. That's exciting. I think tonight's the night. If, if it were me. I know. In fact, I should do that just with our books, even though they're about organizing. I want to sit down and be like, t- be appreciative. Like, do you know how much <laughs> yeah. work went into this? So, I know. You know, that, that, but that's Wait, just I, me. I have the next question for Catherine. Okay. Tell us about BDA Baby. Yeah, what, what's oh. the most interesting thing you think that has come from that? I mean, everything because I, so BDA Baby stands for Before, During, and After Baby. And it's an IG Live series that I started when we were just like in the thick of the pandemic and all at home. I had just had my uh, daughter, Lila, and I felt really isolated and alone as a new time mom, just, you know, because we were all so isolated in COVID, but especially just doing all of the things of becoming a parent for the first time. And I think when you're a girl and you're envisioning like one day being pregnant and having a child for the first time, I always thought like, oh, I'm going to be with my cousins. I'm going to be with my girlfriends. And like, I didn't experience that because it was COVID and you just didn't know anything about Right. um, You didn't see anyone for three years. Yeah. Yeah. For so long. And so I really, I had so many questions and I felt like online and Googling things and also just like connecting with random moms that people had put me in touch with, or that, you know, I had a couple girlfriends who had had kids or were having kids at the same time. And we were just talking about all of the same stuff, like talking about breastfeeding and your relationship after baby and sleep schedules and fertility, like all of these different factors. And so I decided to try it out as an IG live to kind of enlist the help of experts and get people's questions and just kind of be a person who would be interviewing, but also asking the questions that other people wanted to know about certain subjects. And we're still going and we do it every week at uh, on Thursdays at noon. It's been really fun and really interesting. And something I'm really passionate about is just connecting with this whole 
mom community online, which is amazing and um, and a whole world that I hadn't really been into before becoming a parent and I'm now very much into and just love it. Yeah, you're definitely in the thick of it right now. Yes, I can't think of anything yeah. more in the thick of it than a two and a half and an eight, eight month old. No, you are in yeah. it. Yeah. The teething is real. Oh, it Gosh. sure All is. All of it is real, right? All of it's real. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I have a friend right now who just found out she's having a fourth. Wow. I don't even know what to say to her because her third is still really young. So it's like four. And I don't know how to, I, I, I have no advice. I have no advice for so her. I don't think she's asking you either. She isn't. I don't have words. <laughs> yeah, you know well, what I mean? I, right. I think um, she knew that. Yeah. That's why she didn't so, ask. So anyway, it was just, it's just so in the thick of it. And it's hard. Once you're over, we're elders. Yes. Okay. So we're, we're the old people <laughs> yeah, in your no, life. No, we are. And yeah. um, it's once you get cross that bridge to like having children that are like can make food. Right. Or like are human, like make individual beds. humans. Yeah. Individual human beings. Yeah. It's so yeah. crazy to even think about having an eight month old. So you're in the Yeah, you are it. in it. Well, I know we have very little amount of time left with yes. Catherine. So we end, we always end um, any episode with five minutes for hugs. Five minutes for hugs is a way for our listeners to get to know you with just some random rapid fire questions. And, um, and anyway, we're giving you virtual hugs from here because yeah. we can't give it to you in person. That's right. Um, trust me, if you were here, we would, it would be a hug fest. Um, okay. <laughs> so just a few rapid fire questions. So being from LA, sushi or Mexican food? Mexican food. Any particular favorite? Any particular favorite? I mean, I um, I feel like I also just like it because I can make a quesadilla. I'm very <laughs> challenged in the kitchen. Oh, same. <laughs> well, we're getting to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> that, that one's coming. <laughs> champagne or candy? Candy. I oh. champagne gives me an instant headache. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, That's she's why. not. I, no. There is only one right answer to this question, you're and doing it, it and you answered it correctly, Catherine. Okay. All right. Mountains or the beach? I mean, can I ask what season? That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Let's say... Fall. Yeah, let's say fall. Let's say October. Fall break. Where do you want to okay, go? mountains. Mountains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Cooking or Postmates or quesadilla? Postmates, a quesadilla. All po Postmates, a quesadilla. Postmates, yeah. a quesadilla. Right. Like why Any cook day. even a quesadilla when you can have Postmates make a quesadilla? It hits different. It's yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Like when someone yeah. makes your food, it's just going to taste even better. Even someone else's fridge tastes better. You know what's crazy? Why can't I make a salad that tastes as good as a salad in a restaurant? I don't know. I, it must be some element of surprise. Interesting. Okay. No, because it's just that by the time you end up cutting all of the things to go in a salad, you just you're just, it. you don't even want to eat it. Don't you think when you see someone else's like food, you're like open it up and it just seems like a fresh new store as opposed to every time you open your own fridge, you know what exactly is going to be in there? See, when I see someone else's produce, I'm like, that's probably expired. <laughs> so like, I <laughs> don't, sure. I don't want. My like, produce would never be expired. A hundred percent it would because I know you wouldn't use it. Yeah. I eat the produce. Well, last time I was there, all you had was a Gatorade. That was <laughs> that's not produce. That, true. that, was, a that was a different situation. That we was just a got back. <laughs> Clearly, we got back from three weeks of being gone. I'm not gonna. There wasn't <laughs> even a, there wasn't even a nary string cheese. There was <laughs> nothing because I so don't want anything to be expired. That that's all we had was a Gatorade after three weeks. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, like I didn't open it up and lust after what was inside. Well, because there was only a Gatorade, but. All that to be said. Yeah. Okay, fine. She also does keep 
one bottle of champagne in there for me to I break do. in case of emergency. I'm a good friend. My refrigerator before I met Chris, my refrigerator had almond milk and string cheese in it only. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you could live with me then. <laughs> yeah, you could yeah. go live with Joanna. <laughs> I have throw act- in some Gatorade and we're good. <laughs> I, have, I have actual food in I mine. I didn't even drink Gatorade. It was after a it was trip. Miles. It was miles. It was after Gatorade. a trip. We were gone for three weeks. Okay. All right. Last question. If you could get on a plane right now, so right now being, because we're seasonal on right. this podcast. Right. What season is it? What, what? It, it, right now it's winter. Oh, I couldn't remember. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's disturbing. Um, like it's winter. I know. I just forgot. Really. You forgot. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're forgot. laughing so hard. Your glasses are fogging up. I just want to point that out to everyone. <laughs> because I had Gatorade in the fridge. I'm sorry, but I tell the truth. Okay. So if you could get on a plane in uh, winter, where would you go? If I could get on a plane in the whole the whole season of winter? Yeah. Well, you're being very technical, Catherine. Um, let's just... I don't know what to tell you. I'm so, we're on... Can, a- I do, can I do two locations? Sure, sure. You, you there absolutely. are no rules here. I'm just saying we're on the precipice of spring, if that matters to you. I'm going to ping pong for a location. I'm going to go to... Like, I'm going to go somewhere skiing. Okay, for, all right, like, okay. A couple that's days. Good. That's a great answer. That's great. Right. Yeah. I'm okay. going to go there for a couple of days. <laughs> okay. And okay. then I'm going to take it to somewhere tropical okay. for a couple of days. I'd like to go to Hawaii. And now that I have two little ones, I just wonder about the time change also. I'm yeah. like, it's not how's that great. Gonna go? Gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. God, Catherine, yeah. we miss you. Oh, we miss Catherine. seeing you in person. I know. Next time we I go know. to LA, we're going out for Mexican food. That's right. We sure are. Oh, I would just love that. Yeah. Love we'll, we'll come and pick oh, you up. Maria can join us. Well, Christina. We, have, yeah. we don't know Christina. Yeah. No, Christina's <laughs> also our new best friend. Yeah. Just tell her. Yeah. Let her know that we're coming. We'll we're just gonna, do it. We're Next time you guys come into town, we're going to have a family dinner at my mom's house. Oh. And then you can see, <laughs> you can see all of her organization in her house and where she needs some assistance as well. Okay. All right. We love you. Thank oh, you so thank much you for coming so on. Much, thank you. Um, so and again, you. we'll see you next time in person. Bye. Good to see you. Bye. We love you. Okay, we are almost at the end of the show, which means it's time for Notorious BFE, which is also a cue for Joanna to say what? I have to say it. Okay. Notorious is actually a negative term, but this is a take on- Notorious B.I.G. Yes. It's Notorious Best Friend Energy. I know, but I have an issue. It's smart. It's good. It's good. It just bothers me, but that's okay. So this is the 100th time she has to give that disclaimer. And anyway, we're still using it because it's smart. All right. So before we get out of here, we are going to have a Notorious BFE to celebrate the friendship of two of our favorite people. We Well, okay. Let me just say this. One, we know in person. <laughs> one, we think we know in person. Right. We, but pretend, never, we pretend to know. We've never met. Right. The person we've never met is Courtney Cox, but I think that I feel like we're friends. I hope so. We I mean, DM'd. Yes. And on Friends, she's Monica. And, and Monica is a very organized. Monica would work at the home edit. Uh, that's right. She's right. very type A. We just hope that that's right. Right. And one of Courtney's dearest friends is Laura Dern, who I feel like we can call a friend because she's our client and we've spent several days at her house. I know. I love Laura. Love Laura. Laura is exactly who you think she is. When you arrive at her house, she has like a veggie and hummus plate ready for you with like lemonade and like, yeah, like she's lovely. Yes. Like little bottles of Pellegrino. She is Uh. just, she's perfect. Um, and so the two of them have been friends. So I read that they have been friends for and celebrating Christmas in an annual 
um, like friendship gathering for 16 years. Wow, that yeah. is a really long time. That That's is a really double long time. the amount of our friendship. Yeah, they have a 16th annual Christmas tradition of spending time together with each other's family. I love that. I know it's so cute. It makes me a little stressed out if they ever missed a year because then it would like break up the trend. But I don't have to. Right, worry about they, that. I don't think they're worried about that. They're not worried about it, so I'm not going to be worried right, about it. Right, right. Um, but they've been doing this for 16 years, and I just saw on Instagram that they all got a matching tattoo. The kids. Oh, it's Laura, Courtney, and a couple of their friends. Oh, okay. It looked like family friends, though. That's sweet. I mean, I'm not sure I would do a tattoo just because I'm not like Oh, I was going to ask you. Oh, no. No, that's no, not for you. That's not We're me. not getting matching tattoos. No, that's a no for me. Really? Forever? Yeah. Yeah. I can never wear you down on this? No. Really? Well, it won't happen. No, sorry. Mm. You seem to have a lot of conviction in this. Yeah, so that, it's a no. What would make you say yes? None. Nothing. No. It, that's like a bridge too far. Yeah, absolutely. If it was between getting a tattoo and bungee jumping. Why does it have to be that? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> if it was between, like, are you afraid of getting a tattoo or are you just like, I don't, like, what is your, what is your uh, uh, hard all, line? Oh. But what, what? I don't, I don't need an extra needle in my arm. Like, why? Oh, okay. All, all right. right. So you're going there. But all right. So it's, it's the needle specifically. It's not the long lasting, lifelong. No, I'll, like, I can put a ring on for right, my whole life. you take it off. I mean, I don't, but yeah. But you could. Yeah, I could. It's not that. I don't have the commitment issue with it. So, the, okay. Because I think with a tattoo, it's usually a commitment it's issue. Not. It's not. No, also you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to have a tattoo if you want to be married in Jewish cemetery too. I know I've heard that, but I just have to think that that rule is going to be rolled back. N no. You don't I, think? No. I, I it, just feel it like- It goes serious. I don't, but I feel like there's so many people that have tattoos now that I just feel like it's going to, they're going to have to like let it go at some point. I don't think so. Anyway, right, we'll see. Um, okay, so anyway, this isn't about us. It's not about our tattoos. No. Um, but their kids are basically cousins. And I think it's really fun that they all have matching tattoos. I wonder I wonder if John would get a tattoo. No, he wouldn't. I can't see John with a tattoo. Mm, no. Oh, gosh, I kind of want one. No. Really? No. Oh, I 100% would get one. Okay. All right. Catch up with us on Thursday's episode. We are going to be chatting about Valentine's Day, unpopular holiday, in my opinion. Um, Galentine's Day, whatever you want to celebrate, we're going to be talking about it, sharing our opinions on gifts um, and all things that February 14th. Like, I just feel like some people celebrate Galentine's, some people celebrate Valentine's. Let's do it. Let's talk about I, it. I, I'm a I'm a no for, no for both, but we'll, we'll talk about it on <laughs> okay. Thursday. All right. Um, and we'll also be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday. So bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Best Friend Energy. We're back every Tuesday with new episodes. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on socials at Best Friend Energy. Best Friend Energy is a Hello Sunshine and Sony Music Entertainment production. Our producers are Ben Odo and Danielle Jones-Wesley. Our associate producer is Cami York. Engineering and mixing by Nashville Audio Productions. Our executive producer is Sarita Wesley. Executive producer, Hilary Franchi from Hello Sunshine. Our executive producers at Hello Sunshine and The Home Edit are Lauren Lagarde and, and us. See you next time. Being a mother has its challenges. You have to constantly grow and adapt as your baby does. And while our kids aren't diaper age anymore, we remember a few tricky years with diaper obstacles like blowouts. Oh, yes, I remember. Not to mention getting diapers on active babies and you and I both know, once your baby starts moving, the adventure really begins. That's why you need Pampers Cruisers 360. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are just for potty training. But from my experience, it's actually the best diaper to use as soon as your baby's on the go. 
It doesn't have ordinary diaper tabs. Instead, it has a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband, which is a great hack to keep your baby from taking their diaper off, which, if you've ever experienced, can lead to chaos. And as you know from the home edit days, if we care about anything, it's organizing messes and controlling the chaos. And it really stretches with your baby for a comfortable fit so your baby can move freely. It also makes it so easy to change a wiggly baby who's on the move. Pampers Cruisers 360 with the new blowout barrier are available in sizes three to seven and come in adorable new prints. The best part is that they are hypoallergenic and free of elemental chlorine bleaching, parabens, and latex. As mothers, we know how important it is to count on a great diaper. So for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Redeem Pampers cash, no cash value.